We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, friends, and welcome back to another edition of Trust the Tape. Zach Wolchuk alongside the Super Bowl-winning draft scout and fellow teammate here of 105.3 The Fan, Brian brought us again. We're brought to you by the deliciousness that is Boomer Jacks. And I hope you were able to go ahead and visit our friends at Boomer Jacks for the craziness that was the NFL draft from Thursday through Saturday. And even though the draft is now behind us, I encourage you to always go to Boomer Jacks, even if it's not for a sporting event. If you just want to go ahead and get some delicious food, they have burgers, they got sandwiches, they got salads, delicious drink specials. Boomer Jacks is your one stop shop. For all of your food needs. And of course, they even got stuff for the kiddos. So go out there and get two Boomer Jacks. And uh, I hope you really enjoyed the draft coverage that we've been able to bring you and the draft over the weekend. Brian, did you have a favorite moment as you were covering every single moment of this past draft? Yeah, and uh, and Zach, yeah, you're right about that. My famous favorite moment is the fact, again, that Boomer Jacks does a great job. Yes. With us, and we do appreciate them being on board. You're absolutely right about that. My favorite moment of the draft was it's when you're you get to a certain point in time in the draft where you're there so long and you're watching it and and we have fun, you know, on the station with it. You know, we like to laugh and joke, but there's a lot of seriousness about it. But I think just when you look at teams like the Ravens, you know, and I, I just it's it's funny, every time that the Ravens were on the clock, I kind of felt like I knew who they were gonna pick. I'm like, okay, who is the biggest guy? Who is the strongest guy? Who is the best athlete? It just seems like there's certain teams where the draft fell just right for them. And the Ravens were one of those teams. Kansas City, another team with a really, really good roster. You know, boom, player after player after player just fall into him. So that, to me, I think was the, the, the memorable part of it. I think the from a Cowboys perspective, you know, there was some there was some early whispers, uh, you know, about about the uh, about Tyler Smith, you know, and and what he was, you know, potentially him being on the radar uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, that was something that I, I remember asking some people in the organization about that. I'm like, is this really going to happen? Is this really a possibility? Is this? And everybody was like, no, no, he, he's in the mix. He's in the mix there. So if you're a Cowboys fan and you're, you know, because the Mel Kuypers, there were a couple of mock drafts, and that's where I got first wind of it. Who the hell is Mel Kuyper? Yeah, I mean, like, who the hell is Mel Kuyper in the (laughs) mortal words of Bill Tobin? But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that to me is where I think that the 
you know, that it was really interesting whether Kuiper was really had insight or was Kuiper just trying to put, sometimes you just take your top, say, 32 players and you try and find spots for them. Sure. You just try and find, okay, this makes sense. This Well, the Cowboys needed a guard, but the Cowboys have even talked about him being a tackle. This is the first time Stephen Jones was on, uh, yes, I think with Pro Football Talk, and I mean yesterday being on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, that that he, the first time that I've ever heard him in the front office admit about Tyron Smith missing games. The first time I've heard that. Usually it's like, well, we're very happy about having Tyron Smith, and at the end of the day, we're going to, you know, that kind of thing. And the fact that, that you saw that they listed him as an offensive lineman and not as a guard or a tackle, and they're telling you that he's playing the left side. I, You know, we had a chance to talk to Joe Philbin on uh, Saturday of the draft, and he was kind of reiterating the same thoughts. I thought, well, you know, heck, this guy should play guard. I mean, they need a left guard, but they're thinking maybe a little bit bigger picture about the pick. It is interesting, and I wonder, you know, they didn't mention Connor McGovern's name. Joe Philbin yeah. did it with you. But you didn't have either of the Joneses, you didn't have McCarthy, yeah. and you did not have Will McClay mention Connor McGovern at all over the course of the weekend. It made me wonder, goodness, does Connor McGovern still have a role on this football team? Yeah. Now, you know, if they were to play Tyler Smith at tackle, now maybe this is a situation where Tyler Smith is your starting guard, mm-hmm. unless for some reason he gets beaten out or he's just not ready, but they do kick him out to tackle if something yeah. happens to uh, Tyron Smith. Yeah. But I, I just don't know what the future holds for Connor McGovern. It's like he had his chance for three weeks last year. He didn't take advantage of that opportunity to start at left guard, and they're moving on. Yeah, there. This is where this is where there's a little bit of a disconnect, and I was worried about this. And we talked about it, I think, a little bit in some of our trusted tape podcasts that we did. Was okay. Are you worried the fact that the the scouts really loved Connor McGovern high enough to give him like a, a high second round grade. Yeah, he was taken in the third round, but there was there that disconnect. There was the scouts, you know, where they're like, "Listen, you, you didn't like this guy," and the coaches are saying, "Well, wait a minute, you gave us a guy that you know right now we don't think could play." You know, there's a little bit of some issues there when you start to even though this this Dallas Cowboy team won 12 games. You know, losing in the playoffs the way they did to the 49ers, it put the head coach's job in question. You know, it put the offensive line coach's job in question with the way things. It put Kellen Moore's job in question. You know, so, you know, it, it's really, you know, you wonder as sometimes as a coach, you're like, listen, if you're going to saddle us with guys that can't play, you know, then why, you know, why are we doing this? So, Sometimes there's that disconnect, and Will McClay, I think, does a really good job of pulling everybody together. He's in a difficult situation that he likes to call the Bermuda Triangle, where the Joneses are at the top, and each corner has the, uh, or each point has the coaching staff, and then also the scouts. And he has to manage that storm that's in the middle of there. And so, to me, I feel like, though, that, you know, they they went through, there might have been some disconnect on some of these picks. But they were able to kind of pull it together. And we'll see with Tyler Smith, the fact that they're even talking about him playing left tackle and the fact that they're even admitting that Tyron Smith now misses games, it might be uh, it might be closer to the future of Tyron Smith no longer being here. Maybe not this season, 
But again, the evaluations, we'll see what happens in 2023. So let's go through the Cowboys draft class. Then we'll move over to some of the other, you know, home run classes in the NFL draft, specifically, uh, you know, maybe some of the other divisions. But you got Tyler Smith, who the Cowboys took round one, yeah. pick 24. And, you know, this was one where, and, and you and I kind of talked about this in the lead up to the draft. We weren't in love with the player yeah. in round one. You could definitely, definitely see the project there. But, there's talent, and there's a lot to work with. Maybe not a first-round quality player, but he's also a guy that hasn't really played a lot of football. When you go into your homework on him, yeah, he grew up with this Blunt's disease yeah. where he was bow-legged, and he actually had to have his legs broken. So, you know, he didn't have any Power 5 offers mm-hmm. coming out of high school. Tulsa was the biggest offer he had. He only played about 16, 17 games. Did have a lot of holding penalties. Some of that was... He gets out of position a little bit, but you can see the size. You can see the physicality, the athleticism of this guy. And I can understand from an upside standpoint why the Cowboys might have fallen in love with this individual. No, absolutely. And, you know, it it, depending on because they they felt confident enough about the player, they felt confident enough about the player that it it, that they actually ranked him over if you, you know, if you if you're looking at the, the leaked board or that Jerry's showing you Would the that board. have driven you crazy if you were working inside that organization? That's something you just know that's probably going to happen. Oh, man. That, and, you know, yeah. But And those scouts do a really good job of trying to protect that board. They really, really. But, okay, if you believe in where Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and the scouts had Tyler Smith, you know, then he was ranked higher on their board than Zion John. Well, Green and then Johnson's. I think it was... 16, 20, 22. That's where they had that those particular players. So they thought enough of the player. There was talk about, uh, you know, maybe even Zion Johnson being a center. So, you know, they're, they're really big on this position flex. They really, really are. And, you know, with Tyler Smith being, they, they saw enough of it. It's just the things you were talking about. The athletic ability, the power, the size. That's a good run blocker, too. And that's something that they had a little bit of a problem with last year. Sam Williams wants to go by D. Williams, Ole Miss. They telegraphed that pick as well. Yeah. There was a lot of chatter with him leading up to this draft. It seemed like Jerry Jones, this might have been a Jerry special. He yeah, fell this, in love yeah. with the player. Yeah, he did. He's absolutely right. And, you know, I kind of thought that maybe Will McClay was fighting for the player for Dan Quinn, but it was really Jerry Jones that stepped up and said, hey, listen, this is our guy. Let's move forward. Let's do this. And, you know, there was a little bit of we talked to Will McClay, uh, I believe it was on Monday uh, this past week of the uh, with about the the player, and there was you know a little bit of a sweating going on with Jalen Tolbert, you know, who was picked next, uh, the South Alabama wide receiver. So it was a combination of like I've been in these war rooms before. It's like who do you take first? Who do you take second? What player do you think will be there uh, when you pick when you come back around? Especially when you're at the bottom of the board. We talked about that maybe the mechanism of how you get that going. And and they determined that that Williams wasn't going to be there and that Tolbert was, and they and they bet right. Then you've got, you mentioned Tolbert mm-hmm. out of South Alabama. Maybe more pressure outside of Tyler Smith and more pressure on him and anyone else in this class to have immediate production. Get on the field and be ready to play right away. When you look at the rest of this receiving class or the rest of the receiving core currently on the roster, not having Michael Gallup potentially yeah. for the first couple of weeks this year. But Jalen Tolbert's a guy that you know, we didn't talk about a ton these last couple of episodes, but a really good player. 
and one that we got to give credit to Bobby Belt, our guy, for mentioning yeah. back in December. Yeah. But he adds some speed that is lacking a little bit in that room. Sure. Maybe they added with James Washington, but what he doesn't lose is the speed in and out of his breaks. Right, right, yeah, and you're absolutely right. Bobby Belt, the uh, the insider for uh, 105.3 The Fan, the Cowboy Insider, was on this from the jump, and there was talks about Senior Bowl stuff and things like that. So, you know, you know, the Cowboys showed interest. It was, I felt like it was a pretty deep wide receiver class to begin with. Uh, there, uh, Zach, and and so to me, I, you know, maybe the the fact to wait a little bit was one of the reasons why they did. But yeah, this this kid is a tremendous player. You mentioned he doesn't have really. The, the overall, like, that blazer speed that we've seen with some of these guys. But what we what he is is he's a, he's a big guy. He separates well enough. He catches everything in sight. He's super competitive. You can watch him on the tape. And, like, I, I kind of asked him when we had a chance to interview him, I'm like, man, you'd like to talk some S, you know, with, uh, with those. And he goes, sometimes you got to let those guys know what's going on. Likes to chatter. I he like likes, that. Yeah, so this guy's got the he, – he does got the mental makeup. He's got the toughness. Uh, and he's got the ability, and and that and you know waiting to get him at eighty eight, I think was a, a a really really nice get for them. Fourth round pick one twenty nine Cowboys see the run on tight ends. They get their guy in Jake Ferguson. I think I was a little higher on Ferguson than some other people were. Yeah. Now Isaiah likely was a guy they passed on mm-hmm. that I think we were pretty high on with we the athleticism were. at six seven. Yeah. Definitely a seam threat. Maybe some felt he was a one trick pony yeah. for likely. But Ferguson's a guy that I just think does a lot of things well. He's not going to wow you with his athleticism. I think blocking something he can improve upon, but he comes from Wisconsin where he's yeah. used to doing that pro style. But mm-hmm. I think he's just kind of a clean player, good route runner, yeah. has nice hands, and I think that he's going to fill nicely when Dalton Schultz, who the Cowboys don't seem like they're going to give him a long-term extension. I think he's he's going to end up being that tight end one in two years for the Cowboys. I'll tell you what, I, you got the player nailed. I mean, that's exactly what he is. I kind of felt like his best work was to line up in the slot, and he's got a really good feel for how to get open. His height, his length, it gives him an advantage when he's down in the red zone. Uh, it's 6'5", he's 250. He's got some really kind of nifty moves uh, down around there, too. And I, I know when... The Cowboys, if you watch, I was talking to Jane Slater, the NFL Network, about this last night. You know, when you when you watch him play, he's got those Dalton Schultz-like moves with the waggles and the boots sure. where he slams a guy and then all of a sudden he's open, you know, he's in the flat or he's a crosser from the backside all the way across. The flow's going left, he's going right, then Dak's going right, and then there's the ball right there. So, yeah, Wisconsin with a lot of – you know, heavy play action, work the tight end across waggles boots. You can see a lot of uh, of a lot of Dalton Schultz when you watch Jake Ferguson play football. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the time. 
tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Then came the four picks in the fifth round, and mm-hmm. I was listening and watching you and, <laughs> and, and the rest of the team on, you know, d- during the draft on 105 through the fan and on DallasCowboys.com. How would they navigate these picks? Yeah. I loved what they did. They did, and yeah. it's very rare that you're going to hit on four fifth rounders. Yeah, but my goodness gracious, it's hard not to love the potential of all four of these guys. With Matt Willetsko, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't watch yeah. before the Cowboys took him. I didn't have North Dakota North Dakota tape myself, but so, yeah, this might be the definition of a dancing bear, Brian Brock. Yeah, this is a guy. You know, well, let's go. You know. Every once in a while, you wonder, like, okay, Tolbert, South Alabama. Okay, why is he not at an SEC school? Who missed him there? Well, let's go. Was like, okay, why is he not at a Big Ten school? Why is he not playing tackle at Purdue or Indiana or one of those places? Uh, but the thing you got to like about him, he's six seven. He's three hundred twelve pounds. He runs damn near at five flat forty. I mean, you know, and that I mean, guy that big, that long, uh, in. Impressive, impressive wingspan when you talk about reach for a tackle. Um, even Mike McCarthy talked about it back when he was in Kansas City, a guy named John Alt, who I was when I was back in the day scouting as well. Big, long arm guy at the Chiefs, and so yeah, that that's that's what you're getting right now. This to me is like I'm. I think that when you talk about like Josh Ball, you know, is uh, you know from the you know from the the previous draft. Marshall yeah. Florida State transfer. Right, right. When you talk about him, okay. Th- now I'm mentioning well let's go because of this reason. Ball was here basically redshirted all last year. Had to get stronger, had to get more physical. Great athlete, but had to like develop. And that's so this is what your hope is. That all of a sudden you drafted a guy last year to get bigger. Right. To get stronger. And now he's He's in the mix. Okay, let's see what well, Let's Go could do as far as coming in. And is the learning curve for him going to be small? Or is he going to now be the next player that redshirts and develops, you know, as, you know, because that, you know, having guys, these big tackles, these big long tackles, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But, it, but it, it's about, you know, the Cowboys have got to hit on one of these third, fourth, fifth round you know, offensive linemen. They've got to find a way to do that. And, you know, they, they've given themselves a couple of chances with these guys. Then you had Deron Bland, the corner from Fresno State, yeah. long, fast. Yes. I mean, definitely seems like a Dan Quinn prototype player, but versatility yeah. also plays some safety, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, you just hope that, you know, remember, you know, Robertson from Tulsa. I mean, we talked about him. Yeah, long I mean, I want them to keep and him never, on the boundary. Yeah, I think he's never, got the exactly, size yeah. to do that. Yeah, never really a spot. 
You know, never really ever a... Especially with what's happened with Kelvin Joseph oh, yeah. and who knows about him. Oh, yeah. I think they just need to keep him yeah. in the corner. No, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, with Bland, I, I think you're absolutely right. Super competitive. You know, you know those kids at Fresno, they call it the Valley, and they play. Yeah. I mean, those kids are tough. Uh, they're hard-nosed. They play, you know, they, 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 they play a good brand of football. And, you know, you can count on them. And I think that's the thing about it is you throw a guy like him out there, he's going to make plays for you. He's going to be reliable, and he's going to be prepared and ready to play. And he's got some nice ball skills, which is something you, you start sure to does. see the Cowboys more of, you know, trying to get those takeaways. Uh, Damone Clark, your guy, LSU. Yeah. If it weren't for you know the the, the spinal issue, yeah. he had to have surgery. But you know, the medicals are he's he's going to be fully cleared. Yeah, this is. I asked Will McClay this the same question because if you if if he was healthy, you likely would have had to draft him at fifty six. You're not wow second it, round. Okay, yeah, I I know on my board. I know on my board, and it's not this. You know, here I am wearing my LSU T-shirt. Well, he day. also wore 18. And for yeah. those that don't know oh, no, the huge, meaning of 18 yeah, at LSU, it's yeah. a big deal. It's a big deal. And here's a kid that you know. You look at the national championship team of a couple of years ago. The last two years, LSU has really fought to be just even a 500 team. And he could have left and you know begged out and all that stuff. He didn't do it. Came back, stayed with it. You know, was 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 a leader on a defense that desperately needed a leader. You know, Derek Stingley was a, played early, but then got hurt. You know, Farrell was a you know good player at, at at inside, but they they did not have they did not have the kind of defense and 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 really you know our guy was he was he was a big big part of that. So yeah, this one might be more. Let's see what happens at the end of the year on this one. But this might be more about what we're going to see maybe in 2023. My favorite pick, maybe the Cowboys made in the entire draft, John Ridgway. Yeah. Knows out of Arkansas. This dude is a people mover. And you get him man-to-man against a guard or a center, mm-hmm. look out. He is excellent in the run. And his ability, transferring from an FCS school, Going to Arkansas, this dude bet on himself going yeah. to the SEC. He played big boy football. Sure did. And he excelled. Yeah, this guy, you mentioned Ridgeway. This is a true two-gap nose. And when I say two-gap, you'll play head up on the center and then or the guard, and you'll, you'll extend, and then you look inside or look outside, depending on which way the ball is, and then you get rid of the guy to go. So it's a little bit of a slower technique. From what we've seen in the past for, you know, like the Rod Marinelli's and the get up the field, get up the field guys. But man, this guy is a super powerful player. He's more incapable of holding his man along the line of scrimmage. He's outstanding with the power. He's going to extend on the blockers. You know, he doesn't let the ball go inside of him. I mean, he is going to hold, 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 and then boom. And next thing you know, he's going to be there in on the tackle. He takes up blockers, as you mentioned there, Wooly Bully, and you know he's not. You know he's not going to get a ton of sacks as a pass rusher, but man, he could push. He's going to be the strength, the power, all that's super, super impressive. You know I could see why that. You know you you would draft a guy there at six five, three hundred twenty one pounds. There were several one techniques in this draft that could have gone. I think if there wasn't such a deep group, Ridgeway might have got gone higher. Sure, if you wouldn't have, uh, if it wouldn't have been for the the class that we had. Wrapped it up in the sixth round. Devin Harper, linebacker at Oklahoma State. Probably a special teams contributor. Yeah. He's going to make the roster. Yeah. But very productive 
at OSU and had a really good game in Bedlam versus yeah. OU. Yeah, absolutely. You could watch that tape, and he's, uh, you know, seriously, you talk about a guy that gets to the ball well. And you mentioned it. I think that, you know, sometimes you look at it and you say, well, maybe this one's for, uh, Maybe this one's for Bones Fossil, that kind of thing. You know, maybe the special teams traits and all that. But there was a lot of guys around the league that were very, very high on this guy. All right, so there's your Cowboys draft recap here on Trust the Tape. Again, sponsored by Boomer Jacks. Shout out to Boomer Jacks. Always great. Drink specials, fantastic food, burgers, salads, you name it. Their menu is absolutely fantastic. Can't encourage you enough to go and find the local Boomer Jacks near you to go and uh, have dinner, lunch, whatever it is with the family. But let's go through some of the rest of the NFCs before we go through some of the best draft classes. The Eagles, and they might have one of the top five classes in this year's draft. They go and get Jordan Davis, the big man out of Georgia. They follow that up with Cam Jurgens, who apparently Jason Kelsey was scouting and said, this is the guy that is most reminiscent of me. If you want to replace me, the perennial Pro wow. Bowl, all-pro level center, yeah. get Cam Jurgens out of Nebraska. They somehow get N'Kobe Dean in the third bleeping round. Yeah, that was about injury, I believe. That's oh. the pec injury and stuff Could like this that. be a Jeremiah Trotter-like special? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Absolutely. This is in... You know, to your point, the story you're saying about Trotter is the 98 draft in Philly that I remember I was with Jeff Lurie, the owner and the team doctor, and, and we were kind of talking about Jeremiah Trotter from uh, from Stephen F. Austin. And the doctor, I looked at him, and I go, can you tell me about this kid's knee? And he goes, listen, Brian, I goes, I can't tell you if he's going to play 10 games or 10 years. But And Jeff Lurie, to his credit, the owner goes, listen, if we think enough of this kid, let's take this guy. Gosh. Let's take him. And so – we did, and I always give Mr. Lurie a lot of credit for that one, but Jeremiah Trotter played a long time in the NFL. Yeah, I think N'Kobe Dean's going to be a stud. And then mm-hmm. Kyron Johnson, one of my favorites, Yeah, they get him in the sixth round, and they wrap it up with Grant Calcaterra, the tight end at SMU. I guess you got to add in A.J. Brown, the mm-hmm. trade they made for the Titans wide receiver as well. Yeah. Pretty darn good draft for yep. the Eagles. Absolutely. Yep, good job there. Again, you, you talk about with the, the Jordan Davis stuff like that. I mean, is that – that you know, we 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 sing the praises of Ridgeway, but this was the this was the war daddy of all those one techniques. He really, really is. The Giants, they actually came away with the two best players on the Cowboys board. How about that? They get Kayvon Thibodeau, your favorite player in the class, yep. at number five overall. Right. Then Evan Neal with the seventh pick, their top two picks in the first round. Hard to poke holes in those two picks for the Giants. No, not at all. And, you know, again, they were it I was on Giants.com. You know, working with their folks, they were, it was, you know, they, they had to make a little bit of an adjustment because they were thinking that they were going to go corner, you know, and then the Jets, when Stingley went to Houston at three, Sauce Gardner to the Jets at four, the Giants were left to take in the defensive end. That's kind of what, what the plan was. And they knew they needed the right tackle. It was going to come down to kneel or cross there. And they were able to make that, uh, make that happen. And then the second round, they got one Dale Robinson, the wide receiver out of Kentucky. Do you like that pick or is he just kind of a gadget oh, no, guy? Man, I'll tell you what, five, eight, 178 pounds. This guy is fun to watch. I mean, he's super, super tough. He catches every ball. You can use him on jet sweeps. You can use him on, uh, you know, just throw him the ball at screens. You throw him the ball underneath. He can make plays down the field. I mean, he is a tough, tough guy to have to handle. The pick I really, really liked that they made was the uh, was Daniel Bellinger, the, oh, the, the, the San Diego State tight end. Yeah. yeah, the San Diego State tight end, six five two fifty three. He was the ninety ninth. It's funny because he was the ninety ninth player on my board, and then Robinson was at one hundred. So they took two players back to back. So 
on my on my board it was it was actually pretty pretty good what they did. They got one eight ninety nine in a hundred. So wow. they got four players on my top outside of my top one hundred inside my top one hundred, excuse me. The commanders come away with Jahan Dodson, the wide receiver out of Penn State, just a burner there at sixteen. Darian Mathis, they continue to go with that Alabama there's defensive that, line pipeline. They got every one of those guys, and there again, there's another one of those those guys that's probably going to play as a one technique. He was the 54th best player on my board. Really, really liked what he was going to bring to the game. Brian Robinson, the running back at Alabama, I think that's a great pick in super, the third round. Super tough, you know. Yeah, I mean that that you talk about a guy that's a complete back, and the one thing that the Commanders have always seemed to do is have the guys that can run block catch. Yep. They've got a really nice feel for how to get those guys, and Brian Robinson is just that. And then Sam Howell slides all the way to the fifth. Apparently yeah. they have to call Carson Wentz and say, hey, we're taking a quarterback in the fifth round, just so you know. Yeah. He's mentally fragile, apparently. Yeah. But I think that's a steal to get Sam Howell in the fifth. I, 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 You know what? That was my 41st best player on my board out of my 190 players that I did. I think Sam Howell took a lot of blame for what happened at North Carolina, and it wasn't all his fault. And I think there were some... You know, there were some games they got into. He put up some really, really good numbers, uh, had some productive days. But, you know, North Carolina defensively wasn't as good as they needed to be. And I th- like I say, I think he took a blame for a season that was, you know, the previous year they were in the, uh, they were in the Orange Bowl. You know, and, and Sam Howell was like, you know, high praise for Sam Howell coming into the season. Everybody thought maybe a preseason Heisman hopeful. But to, to go to the, the commanders when he did, I think that was a heck of a steal. Some of the best draft classes, uh, I mean, was there a team that really, you, know, you mentioned the Ravens, you mentioned the Chiefs, I think both did an excellent job. Yeah. When you look at some of the these Jets. receivers. I looked at the Jets. Holy cow, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets were the one that really, when you talk about getting, you look at the Jets, and they turn around and, and get the guys that they got. I mean, it, it was it's pretty amazing that they were able to grab uh, Gardner, Wilson, and then Jermaine Johnson as well. I mean, that that just tells you a lot right there. Cleaned up I'll tell you in that what, first round. Uh, Brees Hall. Uh, Best running know, back in the draft. Okay, just to be an example, of my board, off, off their first four picks, actually, let's do this, their first five picks, they took player two off my board, player 12 off my board, player 25 off my board, player 34 off my board, and player 87 off my board. Wow. So if you want to say that's getting some help for Zach yeah, Wilson, yeah, I'm trying to think of it. You know, get get something. You know, t- you know, but Brees Hall does not get enough credit. That guy, no. the running back from Iowa State, can score from any point on the field. I'm with you. They got a super super player in that. Case. And I like the Jeremy Ruckert pick there yep. at, at 101 in the third absolutely, round. Yep. Uh, to your point about the Chiefs, though, that Sky Moore pick, the way that he's able to get off the line, and and I get it. You know, maybe not the best receiver in the draft, but you pair him. With Patrick Mahomes now yeah. and how Andy Reid's going to use him, it would not surprise me if at the end of this year, who was the most productive rookie receiver, if mm-hmm. it ends up being Sky Moore there in Kansas City. Well, let's go down Leo, uh, Leo Chennault. Let's go to there. Okay, you get McDuffie on my board was the 15th. Karloftis was 17th. We had a lot of fun with Karloftis this weekend. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Sky Moore was 43rd. Kennard uh, was 46th. Brian Cook, the safety from Cincinnati, was sixty-three, and Chenault was seventy. Mm. So you know that that Chenault, that 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 to me right there. I mean, they're picking near the bottom of the board, and those are the players they're grabbing. That that's pretty damn impressive. Last two teams I really want to mention: you, you, you the Ravens. I mean, they crush yeah. every year. Kyle Ham, Kyle Hamilton, who should be probably the rookie 
defensive rookie of the year favorite. Yeah. They get him at 14. Yeah. He's going to be a star. They then get Linderbaum yeah. to them at 25. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They move on from Bozeman at center. Now you got Linderbaum. Who cares if he's undersized? The Cowboys did, but that's shame on them. He's yeah. just going to be a star. Yeah. Then you get David Ajabo, yeah. who could turn out to be one of the best edge players in the entire draft once uh. he's healthy. And then Travis Jones. Yeah. Might have been the second I, best D tackle in the class. I'll tell you another pick I really, really liked that they made. And it's funny, they grabbed two tight ends. You mentioned, and they, you know, with Charlie Kohler. I mean, it went right ahead of Dallas, you know, and so, you know, that could have been a possibility. I, I'm his big fan, 6'7, 253. Mm-hmm. You watch him play. I mean, super length, super impressive with the way he gets it done in the red zone. He's an acrobat for being that big, really nimble footed. You know, kind of one of those guys that can get both feet down when he has to. So, Ravens, I, I, I just you know, when they, every time I walk away with the draft at the end of it, I, I can always count on the Ravens being the top five. And they got our guy Isaiah Likely. How about that? And they needed some tight end help to go along with Mark Andrews. Well, but- the, the, I tell you what, the Tyler Lindenbaum pick is the one that you know because that's a team that runs the ball really well. But people say, oh, hey, well, hey Brian, they run the ball well because they've got uh, the quarterback that runs. Sure. Okay, that's fine. But they also are a physical team up front. Tyler Lindenbaum will be the one that, you know, because he went right after the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I believe, had him on 25th on their board, of that leaked board. So they thought enough of him, and that's exactly where he went to the Ravens, right at that 25 spot. Last team I want to mention, the Lions. They they get Aiden yeah. Hutchinson. League was a little upset that they didn't wait long enough. They, they rushed that pick in. They were so excited to get him. But how about moving up? To go get Jamison Williams, your favorite receiver in the class, yeah. at number 12. Yeah. I like the aggressiveness. And then I love Kirby Joseph, yeah. the Illinois safety, yeah. to get him at 97. Ball Big hawk, fan of his game. Sure. Yeah, ball hawk. You know, I mean, every time you watch it, that's a guy that takes advantage of other of quarterbacks' mistakes. You know, he does a great job of being in the right place, right time. He's got really good, you know, if you look at how his like his positioning uh, the feel for the game, where he see, you know, where he is on the field, how he sees the field, I thought was really, really good. And also, Malcolm Rodriguez, the linebacker from Oklahoma State, yep. he might be five eleven, two thirty two, but keep an eye on that kid. That he might, he might uh, turn a lot ahead. Broadus, it's been a blast, my friend. It has. Thank you so much for filling in the way you guys had. I've enjoyed uh, you and Eric and, and and carrying the journey and. You know, we'll get this thing going here again soon enough. Can't wait. Trust the tape. Always a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed it. And shout out to Boomer Jacks as well for always being an excellent sponsor. Go find your nearest Boomer Jacks and go enjoy everything that they have to offer. Until next time, hugs and hand pounds, everybody. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.